0: Everyone. thanks for joining us on the GYST podcast, where we discuss topics to help you get your shit together. Well, welcome again to another edition of your favorite podcast, the GYST podcast, also known as Get Your Shit Together, my man. Who, Rohit? How are you, brother? I'm doing well. I, Kyle, I always enjoy recording with you when it's just you and I in the studio. You know, I enjoy recording with you as well. I Why? Do for me i feel like when i go back and listen to these episodes hmm. i gain a lot more hmm. because for for the audience when you are recording and you're in the studio you're so in the moment of okay you know what's he saying what am i going to say in return and and how are we going to you know do the logistics of the podcast how mm-hmm. are we going to guide the audience when there's multiple in a way. people but when it's just you and i we dive in so much that listening back, I mean, I'm just taking tons of notes mm-hmm. on points that you bring up or points that I bring up, and I, I really enjoy these episodes, so. Awesome. Yeah. I enjoy them as well. I appreciate that. Yeah, I think
1: it seems, um I don't, I don't want to say that we're not as present because we are. 100, I think we're more present, but we're so much more present that we're in another like plane of existence during certain conversations, like the way we're kind of like diving in and trying to really explore certain things. Um, so I dig it. Yeah. Yeah. What's this week's about, man? Well, first of all, who
0: are you? What are you doing here today? <laughs> I, I always forget this when you are not on air. So uh, I am one of your co-hosts, Rohit And
1: along with Rohit today, you have your other uh, co-host, Kyle Reed. All right. Welcome, listeners. Welcome.
0: Well, ready to do this, Kyle? Let's do it. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, today's episode is all about passion. Uh, the every- passion of the Christ? The- oh, boy. And we lost <laughs> it. <laughs> uh, so everything from how to find it, what it is, what what to do when you lose it. So it, it's all centered around passion stuff. And Kyle, I would say that the greatest thing is, if you think of the quote that if you do something you're passionate about for your occupation, you never you work never in your life. Mm -hmm. how many of us actually fall into that very little and and why is that because i know when you ask someone what are they passionate about Mm -hmm. they'll think about it and they give generic answers like um i i really enjoy going to the movies i read books i read books or whatever it may be yeah Hmm. so so if i come up to you and i say kyle reed what are you passionate about what are some of your passions Mm-hmm. What would that even mean to you? Like, how do you process what that means? What's yeah. the question I'm really trying to ask? That is a
1: very good question. And and I think I want to rewind maybe just a little bit to the question you asked about how passion and work collide. And I, I think that most people believe they don't. Mm-hmm. I think people associate passions with extracurricular activities. Okay. Yes. Outside of how you make a living. How you make a living is supposed to be work. I think that's how most, most mindsets are. And a passion is an escape from work mm-hmm. rather than a passion being a way to make a living. So I think that's, that's probably a problem with the way of thinking that prevents 99% of the population from being passionate about their job, truly, truly passionate about their job, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> man, so if you were to ask me, what does it mean to be passionate about something? my response would be to really, to have an uncontrollable love for something, Uh, a fascination or a fixation with something, something that creates a feeling within you that really can't be explained, Uh, a a happiness deep from the bottom of your belly, just a big smile and a laugh that just comes up and something that you just truly, truly love. but I think it will also be associated with potentially negative emotions, like very passionate and fired up about something. Mm-hmm. So I think that those emotions could go both directions. But I, I think in general, it's something very, very strong and I think mostly uncontrollable. Um, yeah, I think that's what I, that's what my answer would be. Yeah. Oh. What about you? What What are your thoughts?
0: I I mean when you said it could be the opposite as well, that kind of resonated with me. Okay. Uh, when I was working at Microsoft, there were five of us from the from the local Seattle area, and four of us would you know just kind of go with the flow and okay, this is what we need, cool, let's do it. And there was one guy who was always pretty. It's always that one. Guy. You know, and uh, a lot of people saw that as negative, because. It, he came across as negative. He, he was kind of a Debbie Downer type of thing. But what I saw in him was something different. I was like, he is so passionate. Yes, he's focusing on the negatives. But he's also presenting on why these are negatives.
1: Hmm.
0: Not because he doesn't want to do the work, but because it doesn't yield anything. Hmm. Whereas the people who are, you know, quote, team players... And always willing to do something, not challenge the status quo. Do they contribute as much as the person who says, wait a minute, like, we need to take a look. Is this effective? Why? Why? why is it done this way? And and I know management didn't like him because of that.
1: You hmm. know,
0: they, they would think about something and implement it. And he's like, well, why are we doing this? What's, what's the end result? Is this contributing to the end result? But I, I think that's interesting to point out, hmm. too, is when you present the opposite side to be negative and just a Debbie Downer, that's one thing. But if you present the opposite side and you come up with some solutions, or better yet, uh, challenging questions that will yield positive results, I think I think that's completely different. Yeah, because
1: I, I don't think you're just doing it just to be devil's advocate.
0: Yeah. For example, I like, I like to
1: do that personally.
0: Yeah. A great example is this podcast.
1: Mm-hmm. You know,
0: like you and I've talked about how we pretty much still operate the same way we did as day one.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We don't know any better. This is just the way we've always done it. Yeah. Someone from the outside comes in and, and they're like, well, why are you doing it this way? Why, why are you doing this? What's this for? There's going to be a part of us because we're, you and I have been here from the start. We'll be like, Hey, like you're the new kid on the block. Like you know, what do you mean? What do you mean? But maybe it's an outside perspective that is good for us because for the first time we're being challenged. Is this effective? Or are we just going through the routine? Mm-hmm. You know, we, we come in, we know we, we come into the studio at this time and and before recording, we do this. During recording, we do this. And it just becomes so monotonous. We don't even think about stuff anymore. Like, you and I were downstairs taking shots five seconds ago. Yeah. And we're like, all right, ready?
1: Here we go. Let's go. Cool. Let's go. It's, I wrote this down. I think we've talked about this in the past. It's the it's the story about the monkeys in the cage. Mm-hmm. We've talked about it. I'm sure you're familiar with it, right? Uh, is this about the spider monkeys? <laughs> Come at you like a spider monkey, Chip. I don't know what kind of monkeys they are. They're just monkeys in a cage. <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll, I'll give the short version of the story for the audience. And as I discuss it, I'm sure you'll remember. Um. Four monkeys are placed in a cage, and in the center of that cage is a ladder, and at the top of that cage is um, a bowl of bananas hanging from the top of the cage. Uh, one monkey tries to go up to the top of the ladder, get the bananas, gets sprayed with a fire hose, they all get sprayed. Another monkey tries it again, they all get sprayed. Another monkey tries it again, they all get sprayed, until they stop trying to do it. When when mon- one monkey's trying to go up, and the rest of the monkeys grab them and pull them down to beat them up, because they're getting sprayed with the fire hose. Oh,
0: yeah.
1: Right? They remove one monkey from the cage and bring in another monkey who's unaware of what's been happening. That monkey immediately sees bananas at the top of a ladder in the cage and tries to go up and get them. <coughs> All the other monkeys beat his ass, pull him down, and don't let him get the bananas because they don't want to get sprayed with a fire hose. They pull out another monkey, another one of the original monkeys, put in a new monkey. Sure enough, he does the same thing climbs to the top. All three monkeys beat his ass, including the monkey who was not sprayed with the fire hose. He just got his ass
0: kicked. Ah, yeah. So
1: they do this enough times until there's four new monkeys who have never been sprayed with the fire hose. And when asked how come none of them are going for the bananas, or "Why the last one tried to get the bananas, and he got his ass kicked by Mm -hmm. the other three monkeys, they said they didn't know. That's just the way it was always done. They didn't know anything different. They didn't understand why they were doing it, but they fell into the pack mentality. So when you talk about, like, this podcast, you bring in an outsider... Do we, are we open-minded enough to allow that person's challenging questions to be explored? Or do we fall into a pack mentality and say, no, we do it like this because this is how we've always done it. It works. We've published 181 episodes Mm -hmm. and then they fall into that mentality with us and we prevent that growth and change. I would say a regular person that would happen to, but somebody who's more passionate about it won't give up. And will continue to push the envelope and drive, which is probably why that person was not liked by management, because they wanted him to fall in line. Yeah. And just do it. This is just the way it's been told us for us to do. We don't want to rock the boat. Let's just execute the way they say to do it and just do it. it doesn't matter. And he's like, No, my time could be better spent. Mm-hmm. Why are we doing it like this? Why don't we do it like this? But that requires change management, right? And in an escalation request up the chain. So they weren't prepared to do it. The people that he reported to were not as passionate about his role as he was.
0: And I mean that—that's fantastic because it, I think now I remember you sharing the story because I shared mm-hmm. uh, an experiment that was done at a at a doctor's office where um, I think there were three people and two of them would get up at um, these intervals I, f- I forgot what it was maybe someone mm-hmm. would come in or whatever and they would like clap or something like that and then pretty soon the event the original people left but as people would come in they'd just be standing and clapping and mm-hmm. then they'd send the last person they be like why are we doing this and people like I don't know it's it's one of their policies here or something like that you know yeah and and we fall into that and I remember
1: seeing something about that too and you're talking about it. I think it was like there was a buzz sound that went off yeah and they would stand up and clap yeah, and only one person started it, and they got everyone else to do it. But even when that person left, everyone else would still do it.
0: Yeah. And when when it comes to to being challenged on challenging the status quo, one of the things I I like about the place where I work now is day one they told me three months from now,
1: ninety mm-hmm.
0: days from now, we're gonna we're gonna bring you in, and we're gonna ask you all the things that are wrong how do we fix this how do we improve on this and what that did was not only did did I learn the ins and outs Mm -hmm. but I'm not in the mindset of oh I guess they've already tried this and it didn't work or they tried this and it doesn't work or you know whatever the case is I'm trying to I'm trying to improve this location Mm -hmm. and they value my feedback it's not like oh that's what you're saying, huh? Okay, well, you're not a team player. You're out of here. They're not defensive about it. Yeah. They're open to it. And I think that's so phenomenal. You know, I I say we do the same thing with people who come on board. All right, welcome on board. And, you know, three months from now, we're going to ask you, how do we improve this thing? Because that gets us out of our mindset. You're you right. and I have been here from the start. Glenn's been here for several years now. Kevin's on board. Sam's been here for several years. We think
1: we know what we're doing. Yeah. We pretend to. We come in and record. Mm-hmm.
0: But do we really? No. Hmm. That's good. So how do you, how do you explore a passion? How do you, how do you learn new things? Wow. Like what's a passion of yours that you have now that mm-hmm. you kind of fell into? Um, wow. That's good. So I,
1: I, your first question is how do you explore? or a passion how do you find a passion how do you find new things i think in order to find a new passion you have to be open to trying and finding new things because you you won't know what you're passionate about what truly drives you and creates this strong uncontrollable emotion in you until you've tried a few things um i really 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 enjoy skiing in the mountains alpine skiing um Something about just being outside in the mountains, in the wilderness, in the snow, with the trees, the cold, brisk air, the high altitude, the mountains, the views, being able to just glide down the slopes and and really just breathe in this crisp, cold, fresh mountain air. Man,
0: there ain't nothing like it, man. Just being there, too. I can think of one thing that tops that. What? What? Is when you take off the boots and put on your regular shoes.
1: Oh man. You've gone skiing before. <laughs> You've gone skiing before. Uh, yeah. Snowboarders don't say that shit. Yeah. The snowboard boots are comfortable.
0: Oh man. Dude.
1: Um, yeah. That is rough. That is rough. But you know what's funny? So you're not passionate about skiing. You know why? Because mm-hmm. the first thing you told me was how uncomfortable the boots were. Mm-hmm. I forget about it. Yeah. <laughs> right? It's to me, it's just uh it's it's a necessary evil, I, I suppose, right? Yeah, snow, or sorry, not snowboard boots. Ski boots suck. They're stiff, they're rigid, they're uncomfortable. But I don't care because mm-hmm. everything else I get is far more important than whatever those things do to my feet. Um this is the one I'd say that I kind of fell into was, was running. Really, I just like being outside. And I lived close to Chambers Bay, so I would just would say, oh, I'm going to go for a jog. I, I like to be active and just do things, do whatever, get kind of stir crazy. I don't like to just sit. Um, and I kind of fell into it and I fell into a community of awesome, awesome people. And I think that's something that, um, I really fell in love with. And and I, I kind of had, I would say a tumultuous relationship with rain. I fell in and out of love with it several times. So that's something that I think resonates with me on a negative and positive note, both. Um, When we first started this podcast, I was doing the run streak, Mm -hmm. right?
0: And so, for the audience, um, for an entire year, it was called Run 365. Yeah. You ran every single day a mile.
1: At least a mile minimum. Regardless. Yep. No matter what. Rain, 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 sleet, snow, snow, don't matter. Mm -hmm. Time of day, uh, it it didn't matter. One day, I actually, when I was traveling, um, I did not get up early enough to go for a run before we had to finish packing and leave for the airport. So, uh, in between my flight leg, I ran a mile inside Atlanta Airport. I looked like an idiot, um, but the airport is a half mile long. Yeah, because I went down and back, and it was a mile. So I can tell you that the Atlanta Airport is is one is a half a mile long. Well, at least the wing that I was in, anyway. Um. So that year, I learned a lot about myself. I, I was able to do it because I treated it like a part of my life that had to be done, right? Like waking up and taking a shower or going to work or getting dressed or breathing, right? I treated it like that. It was something I had to do or else my day could not be complete. So I use that as a tool to accomplish my goal. But because I did so, it was no longer a point of leisure for me. It was no longer Um, an extracurricular activity that I really, truly enjoyed. It was something I had to do to meet a goal. And it almost became a chore, right? So this tool that I used of telling myself I had to do this, like my day's not complete until I do this, was used against myself. And I didn't love it as much. So after I finished the streak, first of all, I didn't stop on the last day. I didn't stop on day 365. Um, because I, I, then I, I was truly still passionate and in love with it, I, back back in love with it again,
0: and, and I wasn't ready to stop. And didn't um, Emily and Sam want to do a month?
1: They did. Yeah, they wanted to do a month. Yeah. Um, they they didn't finish the month. So they, I said if they would do it, then I would do it with them, because I wasn't ready to finish either. Um, and they they actually did pretty good though. They didn't do. The, I don't remember exactly how many days they got in. But we ran together for a while um, and mainly because they wanted to run with me on my last day, which was which was awesome. It was great. Um, but I did a little over 400 days. and I remember I I quit um, shortly after the Super Bowl that year. I don't remember what day it was, but I think I just I started listening to myself and how I felt and whether or not I was satisfied with what I had accomplished. And that was when I think I recognized that it was something that I began to love again because I had accomplished this goal. Mm -hmm. And now that the goal was over, it's like, now what? It's like, no, but I I still want to run. I still love the feeling that it brings me. And I think the end of my goal, accomplishing my goal, was what allowed me to feel that way again. Because for a while I didn't. It was just something I had to do to get by, to get through the day, to get to this bigger picture. Um,
0: so think, that was pretty eye opening. I think most goals can be like that too. Like I'm thinking about salespeople who have quotas. Oh yeah. You know, you you feel that stress, and then once you hit your quota, mm-hmm. and you take the foot off the gas pedal, and you just enjoy what you do again, the sales just happen without even. And you're ready with, to go. With any effort.
1: You got a renewed vitality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would agree. I think I feel like that sometimes at work too.
0: yeah the the thing with with passion is i feel like you never stop exploring and one of the ways that i've discovered some of my passions is by exploring other people's passions with them Hmm. so if if i have a friend who is really passionate about something I will ask them tons of questions all about it. How did you find out about this? How did you get involved? Why is it so important to you? You know, to learn to appreciate it myself. And, you know, there's a lot of people out there that say they don't don't know what they're passionate about. And I always have a a quick and easy answer. Go to a specialty shop, like a specialty tea shop. A small coffee shop. Okay. Um, a, a nursery is an amazing place. Hmm. And just talk to people. Comic book shop. Yeah. Why Why do you work here? You know, wh- what are you passionate about? Comic book shops are, are fantastic because you don't work there for a paycheck. No. You work there for the discount. Yeah. <laughs> you know.
1: <laughs> and we're um, going to support your habit.
0: Comic shops and nurseries are two of the places where hmm. I. I I am into gardening and and taking care of plants. Um, So that wasn't as much of a contributor. But comic books and stuff. I'm not into comics, but I Mm -hmm. love going to them. Because you have these people who are passionate about it and are geeking out about it. And it's just, it's awesome to see. Going with Sam. Yeah. Yeah,
1: I used to like it every Wednesday. You know, every Wednesday. It was fascinating to me. Yeah. Because it was outside of of my reality, right, that um, people were so fanatical about these things. And that was our day. Do you remember um, Jared, I don't remember his last name, redhead kid, he, he was from Alaska, and he worked at Best Buy a long time ago in, in mobile. No, nope. I don't know if that was when you were still in and out of that location. Mm-hmm. He was who I found out about Comic Book Wednesdays. Every, he said, every Wednesday, I will go get comic books and take a nap. So like, that's what I do. I yeah. read my comic books and I take a nap. And I'm like, are you serious? I thought it was so weird. I was like, why Wednesdays? He's like, that's when they're released. And I was like, wait. Comic books still have a release day. There's still new comic books that come out every week. I had no clue. Yeah. And then Sam got into it. And that was when I was able to see that environment as well. It was fascinating.
0: Yeah, I mean, the, the more you talk to people about what they're passionate about. It, a, a good friend of mine, she is into knitting. Hmm. And she goes to these like knitting conventions and knitting classes and... You know, and it's just, I mean, that's her thing. And I think this kind of goes along with we don't see our own magic because Mm. to her, it's probably just, oh, it's just something I like to do. And I've got some friends who do it now. And, you know, that's just what I do. Mm -hmm. For me, um, in, in the Seattle area, a lot of times when I go to a local personal development seminar, it's... One that I've gone to several times. I'm not going for myself. I'm going because there's people that I know who go to these, and it's like, wow, I haven't seen you in so long. Like, how have you been? And, and it's it's a world it's that like I never thought existed, hmm. you know. And and what's great is when we talk amongst ourselves because we're speaking at a more graduate level than than the people who are attending.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But we can we talk afterwards, and we're like, wow. Did you did you see when Jennifer had her moment, when it just clicked for her, and and that reignites the passion in us? Hmm. And so I, I think if if you are struggling finding a passion, go to go somewhere. A, a fantastic example of somewhere that where I went was, you know, the Grand in Tacoma. The oh yeah. Cinema? Oh man. So I got there early with uh, Christina one day. We we were early for a movie and we were just walking around downtown. And I don't know the name of the place, but there's an art supply store. It's like two stories. Oh, it's right next to Stink. It's like just down the hill Yep, a little bit. It was phenomenal. I mean, I loved going there and, and seeing just hundreds and hundreds of different paintbrushes i i had no idea that existed crazy right and people were coming in and they're like buying stuff and i would ask them questions okay there's like a hundred of these paintbrushes why are you picking these ones and they love talking about it oh well this is what i'm trying to do and this is what this does and when they when they see somebody who doesn't know anything it heightens their level of their own understanding and they feel proud. They're like, oh, shoot. Well, yeah, let me be the teacher. Yeah. You know, let me tell you how to do this. <laughs> and that's cool to see.
1: How does that make you feel when you see somebody
0: light up like that? It's, it's such a great feeling. Absolutely. Just a great feeling. Because I, I feel what that's doing is that connects their passion to their, which is led by the heart, to their mind to the brain Mm. it it, it creates a connection and maybe a lot of times they one maybe Mm. didn't realize that they knew as much as they did Hmm.
1: because now they're articulating what they feel yeah to someone so they have to think about it and they create that connection
0: to and to someone who doesn't doesn't understand it yeah Yeah. you know if if Hmm. if i come up to you and i'm like kyle like you do this podcast what's that like and Hmm. you're like oh well, yeah, you know, it is kind of cool. Well, yeah, you know, we do this and we do that. And yeah. all of a sudden it re-energizes you. I
1: forget about it sometimes, too. People are like, you have a podcast? I'm like, yeah. Yeah. So you should listen to it. Here, go here. <laughs> Check it out. You didn't know? Um, that's pretty That's pretty fascinating. Well, it makes you, it really does make you, when you talk about the podcast thing, um, it makes me go back to the first couple of recordings. Mm-hmm. And how I felt. And how awkward and difficult it was. And actually for a while, how I felt discussing certain things. Like, I didn't feel as open discussing certain things, right? And now I don't care as much anymore. Not that I don't care, that I've accepted it. It's a part of your comfort zone. Exactly, yeah. It's become comfortable for me. It mm-hmm. never was. It wasn't at first, that's for sure. Um, it's important. I wrote something down when you were saying this. And I really love, you know... How to find passion. So one thing is to try new things. Never stop exploring, as you mentioned. It's a North Face um, tagline. But ask someone about theirs. And see how they light up when they talk about it. And I wrote down children. When you look at a child and the way they experience things, right? They, they have They have no recollection of a lot of the experiences that they have. So everything is new to them. There's a house three blocks away from me. Their Christmas lights are phenomenal every year. It's crazy. It's a little bit hectic, a little bit of a mess. But they also broadcast a radio station from their house. It was just a really strong FM modulator, 89.1. They play Christmas music and their their lights go to the Christmas music. And we took Zion, nephew there, um, to go see it. First, Donovan and I drove there to go see if it was lit up and Zion wanted to come. So we brought him with. And when we got there, it was going, I was like, oh yeah, it's lit up already. This was last weekend. And he's just looking at it. He's not saying a certain word. His eyes are huge and he's just super quiet. We're like, hey, buddy, you like it? What do you think? And he's just like, still blank face, nothing going on. We Bring him back to the house and he's talking about it. He's lit up. And we all go back there a little bit later that night, like a half hour or so later after we're done decorating the tree. And when he gets there again, He's so vocal and so in love with this. And you realize that the first time you saw it, he didn't know what to think. He was so in awe, he couldn't even say a word. If you can experience that and take a look at the way a child soaks in certain experiences, I think that will help you find something. To to see the joy that a child gets from certain things like that will reignite something in you to help you find what you're passionate about. And what will truly bring you an uncontrollable joy? Yeah,
0: that. So uh, a couple of weekends ago, um, we got together and went to oh us yeah got it. <laughs> we uh, <laughs> went to like go see the salmon run yeah. by the river and stuff like that, and and that was a cool moment experiencing that with you. Well, when when we parted ways, I took the ferry over to Seattle to drop off Marcus,
1: mm. and beautiful ferry ride
0: i am always cold like always mm-hmm. freezing i'm always cold so we're we're taking the ferry back and it's super cold super windy mm-hmm. and it's pouring rain mm. and where's Rohit? he's outside standing as close to the water as possible Are you do di- the titanic i just stood there And I mean, I am just drenched. And Christina's like, you're supposed to, you're always cold. Like, why were you out there? I said, I was experiencing life. I didn't, I didn't even notice it was cold. Hmm. I didn't notice that I was drenched. I didn't notice the rain. I didn't notice any of that. I was just so in the moment of looking at the water and looking at the birds and, Being in the middle of the sound and seeing the islands and just being present. Hmm. And I think that is what a passion will do to you. Will remind you to be present. You aren't thinking about your past. You aren't thinking about your future. What am I going to do tomorrow or what happened yesterday? You were just present and in the moment. When you, Kyle, are going down the bunny slope, you... Sorry, I thought I'd get a little laugh bunny out slope. Of you. I
1: thought you were referring to the first time I went. Yeah. I was like, Yeah, I ain't no bunny slope no more.
0: <laughs> when you're going down that black diamond, is that what it's called? Like the, the There's lots, yeah.
1: Form? Circle, square, diamond, double diamond.
0: When you are just in the zone, you were just present. You weren't thinking about, oh, okay, there's that tree coming up, I need to swerve a little to the right. Um, you weren't thinking any of that stuff. You're Everything's just fluid. Everything's in flow. And I think that's what passion brings you. So if you are missing, audience, if you are missing that feeling of knowing what it's like just to be present in the moment, your past doesn't matter, your future doesn't matter, only this moment exists for you. That is passion. Hmm. That's good. And that could be everything from writing a beautiful poem to making love to a beautiful woman. You were just in the moment. Yeah.
1: I heard somewhere, when it rains, some people feel it and everyone else just gets wet. Wow. And it made me think about that when you when you were describing how you felt uh, on the ferry headed back towards Seattle. I love it, man. And I don't think I really got much else. I say we cap it off on that note.
0: Well, I think there's only one thing that we could do. To really close us out. Yeah. And that's Ka Reed's
1: two-minute <laughs> takeaway. I knew you were going to do that. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, thank you once again for tuning in to the GYSE podcast, also known as Get Your Shit Together. Now nah, I'm playing. Let me stop. That was too robotic. <laughs> 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 this week's episode was all about finding your passion. And I think that it's very important to have something you're passionate about, right? Because there are things that you do and there are things that you love. We go to work. We do the dishes. We do laundry. You don't do things that you love. You enjoy them. You experience them. You take part in them. Think about some of those things. If someone asks you what you like to do, I'm, I'm actually talking with a friend right now who's doing an interview, and it's kind of a, a why me sort of thing. And the first thing is all about yourself. If you have trouble finding things to say about yourself, think about why. Why? not to be ego driven but to describe yourself what is it that you love to do and if you find that there's a shortage of things to describe then take some of the steps that Rohit and i outlined today right take a look at some of your closest friends or even some strangers and what are they passionate about and ask them some questions about that and pay attention to their responses and their body language when they do respond those are important things Try some new things. Get out there. Get outside your comfort zone and figure out how to love life. That's all I got. Mm. Appreciate it, y'all. Kyle and Rohit signing off from another wonderful episode of the GYST podcast. Get your shit together. We'll see y'all next week.
0: Thanks, everyone, for listening to our GYST podcast. We hope you learned how to get your shit together.